Hello! Welcome to The Diaper Report, a podcast about fatherhood, marriage, and career. I am your host, Justin. I'm your other host, Chad. Join us as we sit down and have meaningful conversations with friends, family, and coworkers. All right, Chad, it is February the 2nd of 2022, making today, despite the fact that it's a Wednesday, it is actually Tuesday. Yes! Yes, happy Tuesday. Tuesday. For those of you listening who are like, what? It's February. Two, 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 two. Yes, two, two, twenty-two, and all the all the fun things. All the fun things. And today was also the day that we saw that punk, punk Satani Phil, come out and tell us we're going to have a little bit more winter. Oh, you're talking about the the groundhog. It was Groundhog Day, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Punks to say that again. Who? What's his name? Punksatani Phil. Who names Punksatani? Okay. So the only way I remember it is actually where I first heard about what his name was was on that epic movie Groundhog Day. That I have not seen, but I know it stars Bill Murray, and I need to watch. Ooh, yes, good, good movie. Hey, so if you're listening to this, and you think Justin should drop whatever he is doing and watch Groundhog Day, <laughs> please let us know. Uh, whatever, whatever you do, whether it's um, you know you can, hey, hot take, you can come on to Anchor and leave us a voice memo if you like. That's right. I set that feature up. Come on Facebook. Come on Instagram. Hey, if you're feeling spunky, if you, you want to watch Groundhog Day with us, let us know. Maybe we'll set up a special Zoom screen share if I can find an online copy of Groundhog Day and the Diaper Report community watches it together. Wow. There you are. That's deep stuff. That's deep stuff. But yeah, good movie. And I think you should watch it. It'd be aw- I have never watched Groundhog Day on Groundhog Day. I feel like... That would be amazing. Like that, wouldn't that be like bad juju for the universe or something? Or then it's like 12 weeks of winter? I was thinking of, you know, the movie Inception. It's like Groundhog Day and Groundhog Day. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Inception. So fun. That's a great movie. I like that movie a mm. lot. That's one of those movies where I had to look away every so often. Incep- you had to look away from Inception? Yeah, it was one of those things where you just get so into it, and it's like, wow, a very similar, very similar vibe to any movie where any Marvel movie where Doctor Strange is just kind of, you know, he's bending reality, and it's like, wow. Do you have this like is... vertigo or something? Does it like? No, not officially. It's just it gets really intense for whatever reason. Huh. I so. I love all those. Like Inception's great. Doctor Strange is my favorite Marvel movie, hands down. Um, mm, I don't know the new Spider-Man. Mm, mm, I'll think about that one. But for a long time, so I wasn't buying the Marvel films. I'd watch them in theaters, watch them on Netflix, whatever. Uh, and then when Doctor Strange hit Blu-ray, that was the first. Aside from the Spider-Man movies, because I do own those, but Doctor Strange was the first MCU film that I purchased. And one of the few that I own because I enjoyed it so much for more of its uh, originality. 
Ooh. Otherwise, I'm a very large Spider-Man and then Batman fan. Yes. Yes, you are. Well, Indeed. hey, Justin, what do you say? Should we get into the dad joke of the week? Oh, oh, always get into the dad joke of the week. What do you have for us this week, Chad? So actually, I had not planned this, but since you started off with being 2222, hey. I think it's only right that we go for a twofer. Hey! So, dad joke number one. So, Justin, what country would you say is growing the fastest? Oh, oh, there's a pun in here somewhere, not to think about it. Which country would I say is growing the fastest? Uh, uh, I don't know. Which country? Ireland. It's Dublin every day. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I think that's in my dad joke book that I have at school. I think I've seen that one. That's, oh, my gosh. I should have, ah. Oh. Okay, dad joke number two, and is it as double the fun? Well, we'll, we'll let our listeners be the, be the judge of that one. So here's joke number two. Did you hear about the kidnapping at school today? Oh, oh, I've used this one. I've seen this one. Something about him waking up and being okay. Oh. Yeah, she woke up. <laughs> that one's so fun. <laughs> I love those where it's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you said that. And then they, it's the play on words. Those are, oh my gosh, yeah, he woke up. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, those are good. I heard both of those today, uh, and I have to give a shout out to Shauna, my wife. She actually sent both of those to me, and I just thought they were too good. And when I can get both of my kids to laugh, like give a legitimate yeah. laugh at a joke... It's just, it's a keeper. So both of those are there. So uh, I thought they were, I thought they were, I thought they were great. Um, Absolutely. But let's, let's jump in. So today we are, we are doing something a little bit different in that we do not have an interview for today. So we thought we would just come on and talk about some random things. Anything and everything, which I put that out on the Instagram socials and nobody aside from myself replied yes i talk to myself even on social media i feel like they have doctors for this (laughs) so uh so justin what would you like to what would you like to talk about first oh my goodness all right i want to i want to bring up the great debate and ultimately our listeners can decide this but for those of you who don't know i have an iphone and chad uses well in inferior technology the great apple versus android debate debate i don't know what a debate is but debate yes yes i do use android i have used the apple iphone previously the reason i switched to android is because i used the iphone back in the days of the 3g and that was if you will go in your wayback machine that was where the only carrier was AT&T. And mm. don't know why, but my house to this day remains a dead zone for AT&T. It's not my street. It's not my no, neighborhood. My my next door neighbors, I've actually been in their house, and it works great in their house. So it's something about my house every time my little brother comes over. Hello, John. Good evening to you. Anytime Good he evening, comes John. over, 
it's just he has he has to go outside to make a call or you know connect to my Wi-Fi or whatever. So it's wow. just um, anyway. So that is why I made the switch. But I made the switch back in the days when I was I was into you know modifying things and uh, you know I work in IT, so I was kind of you know getting under the hood so to speak with with a lot of things you know building a computer and you know doing a lot of that kind of stuff. And what I found is I just Justin, I just don't have time for some of that stuff anymore. And so, uh, you know, and Android has grown by leaps and bounds. Their their hardware and software have both improved so much. When they're but, not blowing up in your pocket. But you know, I uh, I just don't I just don't really have the time to be messing with a lot of that stuff anymore. And so I just use it much more out of the box. I have been I have been thinking about going back to apple when i get my next phone i'm not i'm not sure to to bribe you it would make some of our communication a lot easier it would and you know i want to i want to bring something up in regards to that so Uh oh oh. there has been a lot of uh hullabaloo let's say in the in the media recently about this whole thing of Apple users shaming non-Apple users because <laughs> of the, the the blue dot versus the green dot, right, in, in, in messages. And there's a lot of Apple users who don't understand that they can't send something like an iMessage to right. a non-Apple user. And so, but I've, I've, I've heard that there's actually legit peer pressure that happens here. And... Uh, just so you know, so both of my brothers, they both have iPhones. And so when we text like, oh, Chad, if you would just get an iPhone, you know, yada, yada, yada. And it's all, it's all a good fun. But I've, I've heard that people actually have a legitimate amount of anxiety over, wow, over some of this stuff. And that's just, that's, that's crazy. Um, and I, can, I feel you like know, that's a little extreme to have anxiety. Not that. Not that I want to belittle anxiety. I did a whole episode on my own kind of story in that regard. But there are certain things that I think are just trivial enough where you should be like, this is the phone I chose. I don't care what phone you have. Get over yourself or get over myself. So that's that's interesting for sure. Also, does the news have nothing better to cover than people's anxiety <laughs> over a green and blue message? Come on. aren't the, the Russia's trying to invade Ukraine. Like, and I forget where I heard about this first, but I really took notice when I heard about it from a few different sources. I know I've heard it on a podcast. Um, I've heard it on, I've heard it on the news and, um, yeah. So I guess my, my thought on this is just whoever you are, whatever side you're on, just be kind. And we're, you know, it's all in good fun. We're kind of doing this and I think everybody can, you know, give a, give a little bit in the debate about what they what they prefer and why they prefer that and it's cool but um yeah just you know maybe be kind to people i don't know crazy thought crazy thought for this day on <laughs> 222 be kind i've got a little bit of a hot take in Uh-oh. regards to chick-fil-a oh no are you gonna is it because they pulled funding from fcas across the nation a couple years back so you're boycotting them because no. They're giving up the faith. No, I'm. 
No, I I would still I would I I've still got a, gone to Chick Fil A because of that, um, and I I heard their I heard their explanation and you know I'm good with it. They have their reasons, you know whatever. I know it's a really big organization and and I for, I forget what their explanation was, but um, I forget too. It was years ago. But no, so here's the deal. So in Jacksonville, and I know I know some other cities do this too, but in Jacksonville, across Jacksonville, you go to a Chick Fil A, mm-hmm. and you are, for the most part, I know I've heard there's one or two exceptions, but for the most part, you are not able to go into said Chick-fil-A, right? drive through only. Mine is officially reopened for entry. Is it really? It is. Okay, yours might be one of the exceptions because let me, okay. let me tell you something. Uh, I have it on good authority by... Someone that I know that is an employee of Chick-fil-A corporate, let's say. Wow. Don't want to go into any more detail. Nope, nope. But in in Jacksonville, we have like this Chick-fil-A mafia. Meaning that the Chick-fil-A restaurants in our city, the owners have basically come together... Not basically, they have. They've come together, and they they form this alliance group, whatever you want to call it. We, in my household, we just refer to it jokingly as the Chick-fil-A Mafia. Sure. And so, um, you know, I go to Chick-fil-A, and I'm like, hey, why can't I, why can't I go inside? Um, of course, you know, um, COVID aside, this, this was, this was when, when things had already started to open back up a little bit. And so yeah. it was kind of, you know, beyond that, and they had, you know, Huge drive-through, you know, as there always is. Everybody's, um, you know, giving respect, distance, keeping, you know, keeping a mask the on. The Chick-fil-A drive-through, once they got it finessed, is honestly a thing of beauty. It's a very well-oiled machine, at least in most parts of the world. Yes, yes. So I just, I just wanted to give that, give that hot take. And this was, this is, this is something. Wait, what's that the actual had, hot take here? I had, that there's a Chick Fil A mafia. Chick Fil A mafia, absolutely, okay. absolutely. Okay. And so, um, I will, I will have to check with the powers that be and see if the one over by you, if that is an exception. I had heard of, that there was one the across town. So you are across town from me. I am quite a ways across town from you. So but, as far as Chick-fil-A is concerned, one, I honestly thought they were going to go the way of Sonic. I, I honestly thought ooh, with the way their drive throughs are working, yeah, I was like, this and... is it. Chick-fil-A is just going to be like, you know what? You'll come to our window and we'll feed you here. No need to sit down inside, though I do miss my free refills and using their Wi-Fi to write papers, though I am out of college now, so I guess I have no papers to write. Um, Good point. Unless it's my blog post that's been dead for a year and a half now, but regardless... The other thing, I, I guess, I don't know if this works for the Jacksonville Mafia. One thing I know from, so I came from like the heartland of Chick-fil-A's. Uh, coming from the Atlanta area, Gwinnett County, where Chick-fil-A started. Yes. And for a brief time, working under a lead pastor whose previous job had been corporate Chick-fil-A right up there next to Truett Cathy. Like, he had met and knew Truett Cathy on a semi-personal level i've heard this story yeah yeah so he would actually bring in guys to talk to us from chick-fil-a for staff meetings who would bring different kinds of words of encouragement and you know um bring some insight and one of the things i remember him saying is you could have three or four stores 
owned by the same operator. Oh, absolutely. Which, yeah. which burns you out on the one hand. I mean, one of the sad statistics is if you were to actually spend a lot of time going into it, I don't really want to on this show because I want to be a light of positivity, but looking at the way um, some of those marriages suffered under the fact that you had one person operating and running three, four, five stores in an area and the fact that all these stores are also doing insane amounts of business. I mean, when a Chick-fil-A runs out of a chicken sandwich, that's an insane amount of business. And this was known to happen in the area that I lived. So I wonder if maybe down here the mafia is similar to maybe they own a couple of stores, so that's why they're playing that Monopoly card. Or maybe you're right. Maybe there is a covert Chick-fil-A mafia. And I will... I will uh, actually, I may, I may talk to my... Uh, you know my my source. I can I can garble if... his voice if you want to bring him on the show sometime. I, I found just, a. I was just thinking an, about that. I was teaching my videography kids. And I was showing them Da Vinci's audio recording stuff, and there's a way to do like the robot, like kind of radio, like staticky voice. And uh, so if we need to, I'll garble him up for you. We can we can mask him out and make it sound like Mister Incredible when he's giving an interview off the camera. Or like somebody from Anonymous, possibly. Oh yeah. Well, I don't know if I can go that far, but yeah, I'm gonna try. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. So there Chick- you go. Uh, Chick Fil A Mafia here in Jacksonville, Chick-fil-A and I will. Um, I will do a little more research on that and see if maybe we can have updates on the on the Chick Fil A Mafia as as time goes on. But mm, um, periodic Chick Fil A. If you're if you're a local Jacksonville listener, will you please keep your eyes peeled for any sneaky chick-fil-a business happening around you and then let us know uh speaking of restaurants i'm very excited to announce that whataburger is going down the street or going up down the street like 10 minutes away from me praise the lord for he is good because megan and i's closest whataburger is like 35 minutes away so i feel like i have to tell you that i have never stepped foot into a whataburger I don't even know if I've had Whataburger. Chad, Kirk, you live like 10 minutes away from the Whataburger at the beach. You can drive go by pick up a double meat with cheese, sit on the beach, and eat your cheeseburger. You are not lying. What's what wrong with you? Uh, I'm reconsidering our entire uh, podcast dynamic as we sit here sorry (laughs) reconsideration done (laughs) you're staying on for now but it's on probation i mean hey if that's a hot take right there you never had a whataburger it is it is yeah their breakfast Um, is just as good as everything else mm, yeah i would say breakfast fast food that's a that's a little more of a temptation for me it's good. Yeah. They have yeah, one with like the know. hash browns on it. Like it's always, mm. Then again, though, Taco Bell breakfast is my, uh, I think that's where if I had to, if I was allowed and had a choice, is there a Taco Bell breakfast or a McDonald's McGriddle? Taco Bell breakfast, I also have not had. And you know, McDonald's, I just don't really do McDonald's much I anymore. I don't blame you. Fast food. So of course there's the, there's the Chick-fil-A and you know, honestly, since I don't, the ones near me, at least, and I, you know, I'll have to check because I only really drive by. But uh, it's been a while since I've been to the Chick Fil A. But um, 
honestly, something about, I don't know, something about going in. I just feel like when I, when I only have the drive through option, I don't know. It's kind of it's a bummer. It's not the same. Yeah, it's not, it's the, not same. the same. I'm thinking, though. And like, our closest Chick-fil-A is like 15 minutes away. So by the time we get it back home, we're kind of bummed. Yeah. There's so many, gosh, there's so many good options for mm-hmm. uh, for eating, eating fast, eating well, uh, you know, around here. So, um, hey, I need I need to try it. Maybe I can, maybe I can convince Shauna we can we can go and get some Whataburger. This will be a good test for if she listens to the podcast. There you go. Yeah. She'll maybe yeah. she'll bring it up. Her ears not to the door right now behind you, like listening in. Nah. Uh, she's she's across the house right now so okay no worries no worries yeah yeah whataburger all right well let's see here so you got uh anything we can any uh any topics we can discuss maybe bring it back to uh um the dad topic yeah so i had a well actually i guess when i used to those weekly updates this would have been part of it so tonight all right. Well, first of all, tonight I successfully crushed giving Amelia a bath again. Booyah! No, no water in the eyes that I'm aware of. I did think I startled her at one point. She started coughing, but I think it was just like I start. Like I covered her face and had to pour water. You know, rinsed her head. I think she freaked out for just a half a second. Um, she was she was fine. But the sad thing tonight for me, and I've been, I'm usually one to push like the whole independence thing, like let the you know. Let the baby cry within reason, to, you know, herself to sleep, teach her that she can find her own pacifier, you know, all the problem solving, all the things that dads get, like, there was a stereotype growing up that dads just ignore, like, a baby screaming, whereas the mom is like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, but, like, dads just, like, tune it out and will hold a conversation while their child is, like, tugging on their shorts and, like, going ballistic, and, I mean, honestly, I don't know if that's just all dads. I know for me, I, I do have a little bit of that, like, Yes, I hear my child, but I also know that it's okay for her if she just takes a minute. And usually I'm right. Within a couple of minutes, she'll tap out. So anyway, tonight I, I put her down in the crib to put her sleep sack on, which is kind of like a swaddle of sorts. Sure. And so I, I put it on, I zip it up, and she immediately starts trying to roll over. And I was like, oh. And usually we try to get, we rock her a little bit. Lately, we've never rocked her. We haven't rocked her fully to sleep. It's one of those things where you try to rock her. She does all the flailing monkey kind of looking things. Then you put her in the crib, and she puts herself to sleep. Well, tonight, I never even got to rock her and fight the flailing monkey thing. I literally put her in there. She starts, like, kind of rolling, and mm-hmm. then I put her pacifier next to her. She rolled over. She popped her pasty in her mouth and just kind of put her head down and looked at me, and I was like, oh, okay, night-night, kid. And that that she's been asleep since. She's moved where she's at in the crib, but that's kind of, like, Megan, you know, like I said, I think on, uh, I think it was last week's episode, you know, that's one of the things I've noticed is like with Megan, things felt more emotional for her as Amelia goes through these transitional stages. For me, I, I really haven't let too much that gets me, but tonight I was kind of like, I didn't even get, I didn't even get to rock her at all. I just put her in there and she said, okay, night dad. Bye. So yeah. That, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So yeah, that's, that's, uh, you know, little, um, Little growth, little growth there, you yeah. know. Yeah, she's so a big girl. I've got something. Oh, what you got? I've got something. So, I have a quote that is attributed to George Clooney, and okay. who ages I, incredibly well. Oh yes, so well. I so did. Jealous. 
I did a little bit of research to try to find it because I think it it's just so good. I think it must be from a movie. There's clearly a team of writers that that put this together. Uh, so it uh, it probably so came from George a movie. So George Clooney, if you're listening to this and it's not from a movie, please let us know. And then also we'd love to have you on the show. I feel like we could devote an entire episode to just this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it. So George Clooney. My kids did not ask to come into this world. I brought them into this world. Therefore, I owe them everything, and they owe me nothing. My kids did not ask to be brought into this world. Therefore, I owe them everything, and they owe me nothing. Hmm. So the I, I heard this come up uh, during, during an interview with uh, Donald Miller. Okay. Uh, you know who that is, and um, story brand, right? Is yeah, Donald yeah, story? Mm-hmm. yeah. And the the conversation was around mentorship and how if you're going to be a mentor, you really need to make sure that you're that you're grounded, that you're being built into as well, because mm-hmm. if all you're doing is pouring out, and you're not, you know, you're not being fed, you're not growing yourself. You know, that's just a, that's a, a well that's going to run dry, right, so to speak. And yeah. so when it came to, you know, talking about being a, being a dad, that is where this quote came up. And basically it's a thing of, you know, as dads, we have, we have stuff going on on our mm-hmm. own. You shared a lot. I shared some stuff. You know, we're just, we're, we're, you know, we're people, right? People who make mistakes, who, who do things wrong, who are figuring out life as we go. But you, know, you can't really sit your toddler down and say, well, little Jimmy, uh, I just want you to know that daddy's not doing so great tonight and I'm going to need you to entertain yourself, put yourself yeah. to bed. And uh, by the way, make me breakfast when you wake up in the morning, right? That, <laughs> that's just, like, that's You're going to set the coffee pot in the morning. Exactly. And so, um, but I feel like it's a good perspective. Like, hey, we made the decision at some point that we wanted to have kids. We wanted to bring children into this world, right? Mm -hmm. And um, so let's make sure we don't get things out of order, right? That um, we, we, we really owe them uh, and I mean, we can get theological, we can get philosophical here. That's not really that's not really where I'm going. But the way I'm thinking about this is like, hey, you came into this world in my care, under my leadership, in my household. You know, however you wanna, however you wanna state that. And you know, I, I am here, you know, to make sure that you become a productive member of society. But I'm really here to serve to serve you and to set that example for you. And so yeah. it was just, I don't know when I, when I heard that it really blew my hair back. Like I was just like, wow, that is a powerful quote. I feel like I could think long and hard. On, yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm still sitting that. in that. And, uh, that's cause it almost feels, uh, I don't know. I don't, well, I don't know why, but like the first response I had was, "Ooh, how can I refute this? How can I contest?" <laughs> That's this? real. Not that, not that I disagree, but I almost wonder if it's one of those statements where like you as a parent want to get defensive, 
it almost feels countercultural. It almost feels um, because the emphasis is no longer, you know, we live in a culture of it's all about me. And so for even, and if it's coming from a George Clooney movie, then it's coming from secular writers as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I don't, you know, Clooney, while he ages beautifully, is not known exactly for uh, morally upstanding ethical roles as far as I'm aware. Well, yeah, and yeah, and if you look at, if you look at the language, it's definitely in a, my world is what I make of it. Yeah. Right? Um, which, like I said, um, I really wasn't trying to make it too philosophical or whatever. No, but you're good. When I, um, when I, when I heard it, it was, it was more like, wow, you know what? There is, there is a point there. And it's, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, Dutch ad, like, I get it, right? This kid was born into your family and mm-hmm. this baby cannot provide for you. Like, you're the one that has to step and up you have and be to the adult. For them, yeah, yeah, but it's so interesting that this um, comes up because it's it's funny because today I informed my entire second period class because we were reading the Declaration of Independence. That's where we've gotten to um, that they are owed nothing uh, because in the Declaration of Independence, you know, it's life liberty and the pursuit of happiness. And I stopped the whole class there and was like, "All right, look at his words: pursuit of happiness." Not the promise of happiness. And I was like, so listen, you TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, woke generation of students, you know, and really went on this tangent and this spiel about how, like, there's this, you know, there's this theming right now where it's, you're owed everything, everything. I was like, listen, regardless of who you are, status of wealth, status of education, etc., like, in America, you come in with nothing and you're going to die with nothing. Like, I was that morbid with them. They're eighth graders. They can handle it. I think, I don't know, I'll probably get an angry email tomorrow, but probably because I'm like, you told my child they're owed nothing, but it's true, like, we're owed, you know, we're allowed the opportunity to pursue happiness, and so I guess it's just interesting that this whole, like, owing conversation has come up today, because we've got this quote that you brought up with, you know, we as parents owe our kids everything, they owe us nothing, which, you know, my mom, I think, um, she doesn't paraphrase that, but she always tells us, you know, you, you, she's, she's done the best she can with all three of us. And she's really done a good job of making sure that she hasn't set any expectations on us. She's like, you can do the best you can to raise a child as godly as possible or within all these rules, within all these, you know, um, teach them all these things and they will still surprise you with where they go in life. Which it feels similar to that because if I, if I place an expectation on my child, then that's me feeling like they owe me something. And I'm sure that gets really dangerous around that older... Like, right, with an infant, it's really easy to be like, you don't owe me anything because you can literally do nothing. Like, you sleep, you eat, you poop. And this is what you do. But when, you, when you're teen... You know, you've got teenagers, and while I don't have any of my own, I had, I, I've been working with middle schoolers for the last seven years, and there's a few middle schoolers who were some of my OG, like, youth kids, and I think there are times where I had this expectation of, like, well, they're always going to be my little sixth grader who's always going to, like, text me. Because they've, gr- they've grown up and have still texted me for the most part. Um, one of them lately who really was kind of like, I-, I called him my Timothy for a while. You know, Paul had Timothy as his, like, disciple. And uh, my my Timothy has kind of fallen off the radar. He's ghosted me, won't respond to texts, won't respond to phone, respond to phone calls. But 
he doesn't owe me anything. I stepped into that role. I chose to owe him the three years that I gave him in transit and then whatever else I gave him on the side. But he doesn't owe me anything. But there are times where that, there's, that, there's that expectation that I think we subconsciously place. So there, now I've taken it philosophical and I do that. Yeah, you know, I think it's good. I think it's a good check because you're right. I had the same thing. It's like, whoa, hold, hold on, wait a minute. No, like you're not putting all this on me. You know, yada yada yada. Yeah. But uh, so it's it's interesting how we how we do that as as human beings. But I, uh, yeah, you know, the the more I think about it, the more I get like even even as mine are are moving into a different phase. Like we were talking tonight over dinner with my oldest about how. You know, uh, some of his plans with work and stuff after uh, after school, after he graduates this spring. And yeah, uh, but still, there's really we, we we talk about what God is calling him to do, not what I feel like God wants him to do to serve me. Right. So it's ooh, still ooh, calling, calling hot take term. I've been listening to <laughs> theology in the raw. Oh, mm. yeah, you have hot um, take term. Anyway, we'll get into that well. One. And, you know, and, and there's a there's a difference between this is my calling and this is what I feel the Lord is calling me to do, whether it's in this day, this season, this instance, whatever. Like I didn't I wasn't trying to put any but don't no, don't hold no. that against me. You're you're fine. I I uh, I think after listening to that episode, and honestly, that's just a something I've always struggled with. Is like, oh, what's my calling in life? And I forget who it was I was listening to. One some pastor I remember saying, um, he looked at he looked at everybody in the audience, or it was this podcast, and he was like, we all have the same calling. It's to glorify Jesus. Now, our occupations that we glorify Jesus through may look different, but we are all called to glorify Jesus and share the gospel. And I was like, done, there you go. That's your, as long as you're doing that, wherever you are then is where God has put you. So, but that's just my... Uh, yeah. Well, and I, got, and I got to tell you something... Some something YouTube hap- theologian's going to grab me later and be like, you're a heretic! But... Something happened with, so the day, this actually happened the day we did the episode where you interviewed me, right? Oh. And I'm... I, I was mentioning about how Pierce and I went out. We had a barbecue for dinner, and we talked about You guys about read Radical, Radical by David Platt and, like, cried, and, like, your whole heart was broken, and you were made anew again. And Well, it was... I forget, if, I forget exactly when it happened, but that day we had a discussion about his plans. And... As you should. I just had some concern about... Graduate. I was like, hey, so how... So tell me how you square with this. You know, you have plans what you do what you want to do after high school, but... You know, the language you're using, I just want to make sure you're considering, like, what God would have you do, where you feel like he's leading you. And he was like, well, Dad, the way I see it is God is giving me these talents, these abilities, and I am going to use what I have to my best ability to glorify him. And if I feel like I make a mistake and I need to be redirected, well, then I'll, I'll try something else. And I was like, "That's deep stuff this, from a sixteen-year-old." This kid just put put calling and vocation into the simplest terms I think I have ever heard it. And I was like, "Wow!" Now I don't know that I taught you that, but I'm totally <laughs> taking credit for that. Take the like, credit for it. <laughs> that was that was good. That was deep. And so yeah, I really I really appreciated that. Um, 
And so, uh, yeah, so there you go. Calling. And I think, I think I'm ready to, uh, put a pin in, put a pin in it because I don't know. I don't know that I can end this episode on a, on a better note. We could come. Yeah. Definitely come. Do you have, uh, do you have anything else, Justin, that you'd like to, uh, you'd like to chat about before we, before we call it an evening and, and let these folks get back to whatever it is while they're listening to us? Hmm. I I don't I think I think we, that was a that was a good conversation I'm not can't think of anything else that I want to talk about tonight so great great well it's been it's been fun as always I enjoy I enjoy these times it's great and yeah we'll have to spend a whole episode dedicated to just com- conversations about some of these theological philosophical con- uh, topics so if you, you listener know, are like hey we like this deep thought stuff. Please let us know. I'm serious. When I say messages on Instagram or comment, etc., like, please do that. It helps us. It helps us create content that you want to listen to and that your friends would want to listen to. And the more that we do that, the more we grow. The more content we can make. So, absolutely, yeah. As we've as we've talked about a couple of times, we're we're all about this being a community and not just me staring at Justin's face over Zoom. Hey, so, uh, which, which I, I like to do, but I like to, I like to feel like we've got, we've got a community of people that we surround us with and not just, you know, not just in this podcast that we do, but in everything yeah. we do that we're, you know, surrounding ourselves with our community. And this is, this is no different. So yeah, I'm, I'm down. I would love to hear what people have to say after, after this one, um, goes out into the ethers of the internet. <laughs> there forever but, and ever uh, and ever. Amen. Justin on Two two twenty two Groundhog Day. Yes, it's been fun. It's been real, and everyone, I hope you are able to bundle up for the winter, because <laughs> we may or may not have six additional weeks, according to Punk the Tony Phil. So with Florida, that just means six additional weeks of fifty degree weather, with the one occasional random day of thirty two degrees. We'll be fine, Florida people. We'll be fine. Chad, it's been fun. Thank you as always. That's it for me. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Justin. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Talk Ciao, to you next guys. time. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. You can support us by sharing the show with your friends and family. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Want more Diaper Report? Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget to send us your dad jokes for a chance to be featured on the show. And remember the words of Billy Graham about fatherhood. A good father is one of the most unsung, unpraised, unnoticed, and yet one of the most valuable assets in our society. So if you are a dad, we're cheering you on. If you have a dad, be kind to him. And if you know a dad, tell him about our podcast.